0: Hello and welcome to the One Church podcast, this message was recorded for our online service. We're not meeting at our church buildings at the moment, so tune in live this Sunday for our next online service by going to weare1.church or finding us on Facebook. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for Church Online today. I'm currently sat in a completely empty church building, um, all by myself, um, just me and this camera, and it's freezing cold. The the heating has not been on in a while, and I am freezing, so forgive me, but I'm not taking this jacket off as I I deliver this message. Um, What I'm going to do, I'm going to bring a short message of encouragement. It's not going to be long, about 15 minutes or so. Um, I want to read Psalm 63 with you. Um, We're going to read it together, and then I'm going to pull some ideas out of it, um, hopefully to encourage you during this very interesting time because we are in an interesting time, aren't we? Um, and over, over this time, times of isolation and lockdown, I've been reading this psalm again and again and again and it really has been encouraging me. So I pray that it encourages you too um, today. Um, and it's written by a man called David um, and we're told that it was written when he was in the desert of Judah. So here is a man in a time of his life uh, where he's actually in isolation. He's, he is away from his normality. He is away from all things familiar and he is in a desert place, like a physical desert, running for his life. And it's from that place of isolation that he writes these words. Um, so, th- so it says this in Psalm 63. If you've got a Bible, you can open it up and read it along. Uh, if not, it's going to come up uh, as if by magic on the screen beneath me. And it says this You gods are my gods. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my beds I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help i will sing in the shadow of your wings i cling to you your right hand upholds me some amazing words there um, and i just like to pray before we continue um, so father god we thank you for your word we thank you that it encourages us and it upl- uplifts us and i pray lord that wherever we are wh- whoever's listening to this i pray that you would bring us peace And hope today that you'd speak right into every single life and every single situation. Thank you, Jesus, that we can meet this way, that we can't gather together physically, we can gather online. God, would your words be louder than mine during this time, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Um, So, as I said, I'm going to read this psalm and then pull some ideas out of it. And the first thing to note about this psalm is the first thing that said, It says, You, God, are my God. So so David isn't talking about a God or some God. No, he's talking about my God. There, there's an intimacy there. There's a familiarity that really frames the rest of the psalm. Um, and that's, that's an amazing idea, that, that God isn't distant. God isn't some faraway grand concept. No, you God are my God. I once asked a friend of mine um, who has a faith, he's had a faith for a long time, and I said, like, is there anything that anyone could ever tell you to convince you God isn't real, to, to cause you to abandon your faith. And he thought about it for a moment, and, and here's what he said. He said, well, it would be a little bit like someone trying to convince me that you're not real. They'd have a tough time doing it because I know you. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm your friend. Like, we've got memories together. Like, we're talking with one another. And he said, that's exactly the same as me and God. He's not just some god a god no he he's my god i know him i've got a relationship with him and and for me that that's a that's a profound idea one that if you've been uh, in in a church environment for a long time we can overlook but but th- this idea that me as a human could have a relationship with the creator of the universe it really is like that's a colossal idea to say it's it's my god that, that knows me, my God that looks after me, my God that loves me, my God that is for me, my God that is my peace, my God that is my hope. That, that's an amazing um, truth to hold on to um, and one that can change everything about our lives. And my belief is this, that it doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter if you consider yourself to be a religious person or not, you can know God today. You can have that intimate relationship with him today. It doesn't matter if you feel like you've let yourself down, let other people down, let God down even. Like today, you can know him. Because of Jesus, you can know him. The Bible says that his grace is sufficient for you and that his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Like I'm encouraged by that because I have a lot of weaknesses. His grace is sufficient for me. We can know him today. Like, and let me encourage you, if, if you have not prayed in a long time, or if you have never prayed in your entire life, like today could be the day, like reach out to God, talk to him today. He wants you to know him and, and he wants to be known by you. And that's an amazing intimacy that we can all have. And, and it's that familiarity that I believe got David, you could argue, that got David through that desert time. And, and for us, I think familiarity with God gets us through unfamiliar times. These, these are indeed unfamiliar times. None of us have had experience in a global lockdown pandemic before, but, but a familiarity with God. I don't know what's ahead, but I know this. A familiarity with God, the one that has the final say, the one that's ultimately in control, will get me through unfamiliar times. A familiarity with God will get you through unfamiliar times. So David, with that intimate relationship with God, goes on to talk about other aspects of of who God is to him. And I've done my best to sort of categorise these into into three sections, three words. They all begin with P. You're welcome, just to help us remember. Um, So for, for David, God was his pursuit. God was his portion and God was his protection. God was his pursuit, his portion and his protection. So what does he say? He says, I thirst for you. God was his pursuit. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. So David was in a time of lack. Um, he was in a time where he didn't have uh, all the things that he was familiar with around him. He was without all the things that he was used to. And in that time of lack, what did he long for? What did he want more than water itself? He wanted more of God. And, and you and I, we are in a time of lack at the moment. Like We lack the autonomy that we once enjoyed, we lack the ability to, to go be able to, to go and be able to see our loved ones, like we, are, we lack certainty about what 's ahead, like some some of our friends and, and family like they 're not well at the moment, like there is a great deal of uncertainty we are in a time of lack, and we can find ourselves longing for it to be over, like just like when is this going to end like wh- when is this like time going to be done, when is the lockdown going to finish, and we can find ourselves longing for these different Things. My friend sent me quite a um, emotional message the other day, and there was a it was a picture, and this caption just said like, "I just want to see them again. I just want to see them again." And the picture was um, of a box of twenty chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and I'm, I'm sure we can all empathise with that. I I just, just want to see, just want to see them again, like one day, everyone, one day. And but you, you add to that fact, you add to the the tension of the uncertainty, the lack that we're in. You add to that. Um, staying at home and just being living on top of one another it can be a bit difficult can't it it can be a bit tense and heavy like case in point just the other day my wife and i we had an argument over a puzzle Like, the 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 gist of it was this that, that lauren wanted to do the puzzle and i'd rather do anything else um and and when when things are a bit difficult like communication can become quite cutting can't it um and and so it it got quite heated this argument over a puzzle but like you know we we resolved it fear not we're still together uh I've just hidden one of the pieces so she'll never complete it um but yeah I wonder if you've experienced anything like that I wonder if uh, anything like that's going on in your household like you know comment below what what annoys you about your spouse comment below um that's a joke don't do that um, but we're in this time of lack and we can find ourselves longing for normality longing for, for what once was um, but but David in that time, in that difficult space that he was in, in the desert time what did he long for more than anything else? It was more of God and, and I don't know about you but what, what I've been made to do is to reassess some of my priorities reassess my pursuits like what, what was I living for? like what, what am I living for? what's, what's most important to me? I think people all around the world will be asking themselves that question as as we're forced to stop as we're forced to just pause on everything like what am i pursuing what am i living for like has my has my primary pursuit been found in in something that's temporary in something that can so easily just be taken away from me in something that's so easily that can just be put on pause david said that in this difficult time what i want more than anything else isn't something that's temporary isn 't something that can be taken away from me no it's it 's something that 's eternal, something that can never be taken from me, and that is more of God like I, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you like could, could we have that pursuit could we could we reassess our priorities and and think you know what more more than anything else in this life, I want something that 's not not going to be taken away from me God, I want more of you for David, God was his pursuit, and number two, God was his portion he said i have seen you in the sanctuary and behold your power and your glory because your love is better than life my lips will glorify you i will praise you for as long as i live and in your name i will lift up my hands i'll be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods with singing lips my mouth will praise you because your love is better than life i'll be fully satisfied is what he says fully satisfied with god if if everything were to be taken away from me if I were to lose absolutely everything and yet still have God, I'm good. Like that—that's easier said than lived out. I think that's that's easier said than done. I can I can say that I believe that, or I, I can say that that's that's something that I would hold to. But in reality, um, over the past three weeks, I, I have experienced a bit of dissatisfaction. Like, let me be honest with you, a bit of dissatisfaction because I've not been able to achieve what I usually like to achieve in any given day I've, I've not been able to accomplish different projects I've I've not been able to um, find a sense of contentment uh, in in that uh, t- ticking off my to-do list like that, that's just not been an option like for me and my family it's been it's been keeping keeping our son uh, entertained and keeping ourselves alive and uh, and vice versa and th- that's been where we've been at and, and I'm sure many of us have felt that sense of dissatisfaction or frustration with just being in and not being able to, to move or do like, like we used to be able to. Um, but what that reveals to me is that is, uh, the question I'm then asking myself is like, is, actually, it, am I finding my contentment and my satisfaction? Am I finding those things in something that's temporary? Am I looking to my job or, or my, my apparent success to give me a sense of fulfilment and satisfaction? Because take that away, like what, what's left? what David is saying is I don't need any of that, like God, all I need is you, you are my portion, you are all I need. like I, I read this amazing quote the other day from from Mother Teresa, um, and she said this like i'm not called to be successful, I'm called to be faithful, I'm not called to be successful I'm called to be faithful and, and for me, that was a real light bulb moment, and it really encouraged me in this time um, because like I, I am unable to um, go about my, my day and have a, a successful day as I once knew it. Like that, that option's gone. And if I'm looking to those things, to what I accomplished, to what I achieved, to give me a sense of contentment, then really, I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm, I'm never going to be fulfilled because there'll always be something more to do. And, and even if I do it, there'll always be someone else that's doing it better than me. So there's, never, there's always going to be something more to achieve, to accomplish. And, but if I can find my contentment and my portion in God alone, then what's left is just to be faithful with what he has called me to. I'm not called to be successful. I'm called to be faithful. And, and let me encourage someone that's listening to this. Let me encourage you, um, parents. If all you have accomplished today, if all you will accomplish in, in the weeks and, and days to come, Is keeping your family alive like good for you like be faithful to your family be faithful to what God has given you we're not called to be successful success is overrated success is a is a white rabbit a myth but faithfulness that's what counts that's what matters. Like, Be faithful to your partner, be faithful to what God has called you to, be faithful to your home, be faithful with what you can do in this season and God will take care of the rest. God, I want to find my contentment in you, you are my portion, you are all I need and I'm going to be faithful with what is right in front of me and for right now that looks like um, caring for my wife, caring for my son and if that's all I can do, I, I will do it gladly, I will be faithful to that. Like that, that's an amazing idea so for David God was his pursuit his portion and then lastly his protection he said this on my bed I remember you I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help I will sing in the shadow of your wings I love that picture I will cling to you your right hand upholds me I will cling to you I, I someone said recently that the only thing seemingly um, that, that spreads seemingly quicker than the virus is the fear that can come with it and, and, and it can cause so much fear and, and worry and anxiety what's happening around the world at the moment um, and there are legitimate concerns and there will be very real fallout from what's happening now and what will continue to happen like there's, there's no doubt about that but, but for me, my, my hope, my security, my protection it, it is not, and it cannot be found in the things that are currently under threat right now so So my hope it cannot be found in the global economy. It cannot be found in in income or, or any any of that. My hope cannot be found in the government, my, my protection or confidence cannot be placed in the govern- government, though we pray for wisdom for them. My, my confidence, my, my protection cannot be found in my physical health or in the health of this nation. Like Although I pray for health and believe for health, my hope cannot be found in the church or its, or its leaders. No, My hope, my confidence and my security, my protection, it's found in the name of Jesus the name that is above every other name. In his name, I have my hope, my protection, my purpose, my peace. He is is a light in a dark place. He is the one that will keep me, he will sustain me. He will sustain me in this life and in the life to come from now until eternity. I am his, he is mine. My confidence, my protection is found in the name of Jesus. God is my pursuit he's my portion and he's my protection I love the words like God he said God I cling to you I cling to you and let me encourage you like cling to God like now more than ever like we, we cannot cling to these things that move and are temporary and that are subject to change and are here one moment and gone the next cling to God who will never leave us and never forsake us that's my encouragement for you like God let's, let's say that of God you're my pursuit you're my portion and you're my protection I want to finish just by reading um, this quick prayer from Romans 15:13, like my family have shared this this week. I want to read this over you and your family um, and then then pray together. Romans 15:13 says, "May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." So Father God, may your grace be upon us. May your peace be with us. May your favour be on every single household within the sound of my voice and beyond. Bless us as we go about our week. Protect us in Jesus' name. Amen. See you soon, church. Thanks for listening.